Welcome to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you can find links to our social media accounts. Led by Pastor Mike Deese, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Now presenting this week's message. Just a little plug for if you're not a part of a group or a class, we want to encourage you to uh, to, to check them out. Uh, it's in the context of small groups uh, that really life change happens best. Uh, I, if you have been a follower of Jesus Christ, you could probably testify to the fact that you know life change happens best in that context. Whenever we're able to to uh, share and to, to be transparent and to allow God to use others in a sense of encouragement and accountability, uh, but uh, all of our all our different classes have some different groups have different flavors. And one of our groups, I'm not going to point them out, but I will say that uh, the group leader is not here uh, today and wasn't here today. And um, uh, the normal group leader, they have a lot of leaders in their group. Um, and uh, is away uh, at a wedding celebration in Alabama. So I don't know if that gives that any away. But they have a habit of having an icebreaker every Sunday. Did y'all do one this Sunday? Group? Huh? It's a little question kind of deal. And, and about a month ago, I think it was, that, that um, y'all know this. The question was, before the class got started, what did your childhood smell like? No, uh-oh. What did your childhood smell like? Uh, hey, uh, you know, we're a small group here, so I mean, we could take some feedback. I mean, isn't that a pretty interesting question? You know, what did, so what would you say? What did your small childhood smell like? Your mama's cooking what? What was that? What? Okay. Happiness? Okay. All right. Uh, immediately, whenever I was later told, you know, that that happened, I'm uh, growing up on the farm. You can imagine. Uh, I mean, it just immediately came to mind. Yeah, cow poop. Uh, but you know, for some people that may be a little bit offensive, but to me, that's a good smell. That's money. You know, that, that that's money and steak and milk and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, we're going to look at a passage today that uh, uh, you go, why in the world are you talking about that? Well, it, it has something to do with smell. The truth is, is that, you know, really uh, the sense of smell is it's a powerful thing that God gave us. And God gave us, you know, I mean, we have five senses and, you know, some of us older people, we might kind of forget some of those, but especially the kids would be able to, to remember the senses, you know, the, the basic five senses that God has given us. Uh, but the sense of smell is really profound. Some of the other, all the other senses, you know, go through kind of like a clearing station within our brain and then pass the stuff out. But the sense of smell, you know, in the, in the study and the science of that goes immediately to the emotion of the brain. So you can smell something and it will take you back to a very specific point in time. 
you know, just from the smell of it. So the truth is, is that, you know, we can say, you know, there are certain smells uh, that take us back, uh, especially to our childhood. And, uh, but not only does our childhood have a smell, but the Bible helps us to understand that as a follower of Jesus Christ, you have a smell. And smell is very important in the Bible. Smell is very important to God. And uh, the Bible says that it's a big deal, that this smell that emanates or that is diffused from your life is a huge, huge deal. So we're going to take a look at what the Bible has to say about that in several different passages. But I want us to start with 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, and we're going to pick up with verse uh, 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Now a little bit of background before we read this particular passage. The Apostle Paul, who had been radically transformed and changed, You know, he thought he had life figured out. He was a brilliant man. He was adamant. He was passionate. And uh, he thought he had God figured out. But God uh, completely transformed his life and moved in his life to where now he was a follower of Jesus Christ. And so he had, had, uh, as a result of his uh, the leadership of God in his life and Christ in his life and his surrender to Christ, uh, the the Apostle Paul was about sharing the good news, the good news of Jesus Christ in a world where some people uh, weren't very interested in, in, in hearing it. But God was doing a work. God is on mission. And we've been reminded time and time again that God is always at work. God is always at work. And uh, whether or not you can see it or you detect it, God is working. And he's got a plan, he's got a purpose, and Paul was a part of that in the early church. And uh, so he was going, and, 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 and people were coming to know the saving uh, faith in Jesus Christ and experience in that, the transformation of going from uh, death into life. And so here in Corinth, he had uh, found out that there were some problems going on. They were having a lot of troubles. There was a lot of oppression and struggles and all that. But there was also some discipline issues. There were some issues as far as these people really abusing the grace of God and the grace of Christ. And so he wrote him a pretty tough letter. And, uh, and so he was a little bit concerned about that. And uh, in the verses uh, pre- preceding verse 14 and, and verses uh 12 and 13, he's talking about he's in Troas, he's doing God's work, uh, but he's so unsettled in his spirit uh, that uh, he just he can't stay there in Troas and he wants to check on what's going on with the church at Corinth that God had established there. And so here's what he says in beginning with verse 14. He says, but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ and through us and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of Him. For we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one we are the smell of death, to the other the fragrance of life. And who is equal to such a task? Unlike so many, we do not peddle the Word of God for profit. On the contrary, in Christ we speak before God with sincerity like men sent from God. What in the world is going on? Now let's go to the Lord and ask Him uh, to teach us. Lord God, we just thank You for this day. We, we thank You for Your Word. And now we just ask Holy Spirit 
that you just uh, open our hearts, open our minds, uh, that you would just uh, do a mighty work in each of our lives and through us, uh, the garden, the, the bride of Christ, that you would just blow across us a fragrance uh, that reaches into the community around us and the world around us so that, Lord, people would experience life because of your great love. Lord, we thank you for your word. And now we just ask Jesus that you teach us in these moments, all for your glory and all for our own benefit as followers of yours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, it's in this particular passage. It's something strong and profound just, just hits us. He's talking about the eternity being in the balance. You know, there's a whole lot at stake. Life and death is at stake in this particular passage. And really, over the last few weeks, you know, God's really impressed me through a series of events, you know, that, you know, we are in a spiritual battle. No matter, no matter, you know, what you're, what you're doing, what you're watching, you know, what's going on in your life, you know, we are in a spiritual battle that's for the souls of men and women. You know, God has an agenda. Uh, the story of the Bible and, and the story of history is God's story of, of coming and redeeming humankind, people, in order that we may have a relationship, that we may experience that for which He created us in the first place. But in, in our day and age, it's very easy, and it's been true throughout history, it's easy for us to miss uh, what life really is all about, the very essence and the purpose of life. And so we see that God is continuing to remind us that He's on mission. Don't get distracted from that. Follower of Christ, He's saying, don't get distracted from that. Yes, there's a lot of good stuff to enjoy, but we are followers of Jesus Christ for, for God's glory and for God's purpose. You know, it's, it's, it's easy for us, again, to get distracted. Even if you have come to the place in your life that you've been assaulted by truth knowing that for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. That, that you are uh, eternally separated from God apart from the saving work of what Jesus has done for you. And through faith in Him, you can experience life. But it's easy to get distracted, even as followers of Jesus Christ, especially you know when you have and when we've had so much rain and beautiful weekends like this weekend. Wow, you know, yesterday anybody just enjoy yesterday just immensely. Man, I, I, I spent a good amount of time on the back deck as I was just kind of reflecting on this passage, just soaking it up. Beautiful. It's easy for us to get distracted with life. You know, also for some of us who hadn't, who hadn't been that interested over the last 20-something years, it's kind of easy to get distracted because March Madness is going on. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Yeah. So a few guys, you know, kind of get into that kind of stuff. Ladies, this... Oh, I wasn't going to say anything, but Auburn's Week 16. Okay, okay, okay. Now now you know why I'm interested in March Madness. So, um, yeah, we're in uncharted territory almost here. Uh, you know, and you, and matter of fact, you know, you can get passionate about a whole lot of things. Uh, many of you know that our number two son, our second son, got married last weekend. Yay! Uh, and so it was all beautiful. And now uh, uh, he and his new bride, uh, Elise, Elise Dees, isn't that a ni nice name now? That has a good ring. Uh, Elise Dees. And she, he married, her, her maiden name was Mason. That's his dog's name. So, so yeah, uh, yeah, I won't go there. Okay, at least these. Uh, so, 
Uh, they're on their honeymoon, and they, because of some wonderful perks and privileges and all of that other stuff, they're able to enjoy uh, being in Santorini on the Greek Isles, you know, out there, and watching some beautiful, beautiful sunsets. And um, so uh, last night, the, the Auburn game didn't come on until almost 10 o'clock. Well, that's three o'clock, you know, uh, three o'clock of something a little before that. It's three something in the morning over there. Well, I get a FaceTime audio call. You know, I'm sitting there, you know, thinking I'm about to go to bed. And, and it's Daniel. He has set his alarm to get up early on his honeymoon, you know, uh, with this view of this volcano, you know, out there, you know, to get up early and listen to the Auburn game. You know, hey, listen, we can get passionate about a whole lot of things. It's easy for us to, to, to be passionate. That's not bad. That's, that's okay. But, but what Paul is coming back to remind us is something about, hey, we need, we need never to lose sight of what the ultimate purpose that God has put in our life and where our greatest joy comes from. It's easy to get distracted whenever we think, man, I've got to go to work. I've got life. Life can get, get in the way. You've got to go to work. you got family issues. You've got relationship issues. You've got money issues. You've got all this stuff going on. But it's here in this passage that God brings us back and reminds us that it's through the believers, through the body of Christ, that the fragrance of Jesus is spread everywhere. That's what He says in verse, in, in verse 14. So as, as I was looking at this particular passage, there was three questions that it really, you know, that I, that I found myself asking and, I, and that really begs for us to ask. And here, here are the questions. Number one, we need to ask like, well, okay, if this fragrance, if God is, you know, through us, you know, uh, the fragrance of Christ is being spread everywhere. What, what fragrance is coming from my life? You know, what fragrance is coming from my life? Secondly, you know, how, how do I get more potent? You know, or how do I get the fragrance? You know, how do, how do I get that? Uh, and um, number three is, well, why does it matter anyway? Why does it matter? Well, let's take a look at those uh, questions. What fragrance, and here it is, and you can ask this. Uh, not of me, not of the person. Don't look to the person that's sitting beside you and say, hey, what fragrance are you catching right now? But ask the Lord. Say, Lord, what fragrance is coming from my life? You know, what fragrance is coming in my life? You know, and you're going, man, I've got all kind of odors, you know, coming from my life. And, and let me just, just kind of uh, hit the pause button right now. Be very careful at this particular point. If you are truly a follower of Jesus Christ, if you've embraced Jesus, if you've acknowledged that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus has died uh, for the forgiveness of your sins, that He was resurrected in order to give you your life, to give you His life, and you have acknowledged your need for Him, your sin and the offense that it is from God, and that you know, you're separate, but you've received Jesus Christ into your life knowing that by faith that you're saved in Him, if you've received that, then, then Christ is in you. That's what He tells us. As children of His, He is in you. Now, the, the, the accuser of the brethren, the evil one, will come in there and he will want to condemn you because, see, the truth is there are some times in your life that there are some uh, offensive odors that come out. You know, that, that, just uh, offensive odors. And uh, he'll say, see, see, see. 
But right now, God's just wanting to come and just encourage you and me and, and to, to really take inventory and say, well, what odors truly are? Be honest about it. Be real about that. In verse 15, he reminds us that we are the aroma of Christ, but he says to who? To the people? No, ultimately to God. We are the aroma. As followers of Jesus Christ, we're the aroma that are... Uh, that is pleasing to God of those that are being saved, but also those that are perishing. That's what he says in verse 15. So really it starts with our relationship with God. And by the way, when it comes to God, God's a super smeller. In my family, I've, I think I may have shared with you, you know, uh, my, go back to my sister and my mom and all that. They were all super tasters. You know, when it comes to food, they're, they're super tasters. And some of you know what I'm talking about. Others, you don't know what I'm talking about. But I mean, they can taste something and, and they can tell immediately, you know, like what's in it, you know, if it's real. You know, I can remember I can remember the days of taking my wife out uh, to to restaurants, you know, and, and the real nice restaurants and uh, get, you know, like garlic mashed potatoes and she'd go, these ain't real. And and and. Uh, you know, you'd be getting a steak. I don't, I don't know, somewhere at Stony River or something like that. These ain't real. And it's like, oh, what if they're good? You know, I mean, they're, they're good. But, you know, and then she'd ask them, uh, the waitress, are these real? You know, and I'd be going, oh, my goodness, you know. But it's important to a super taster. You know, for a super taster, when it comes to, to, to God, He is a super smeller. He's very sensitive. He's very specific about the fragrances that is pleasing to Him. And so what we need is just come and say, Lord, you know, what fragrance is coming from my life? You know, and, and here's the deal. What we'll find is what's pleasing to Him. And he tells us throughout His Word, you know, it's not good works. It's not performance. It's not me or you trying to keep a bunch of rules. It's not abiding by a bunch of principles, you know. And, you know, it's just a, a, a lifestyle of doing good. That's, that's not pleasing to Him. That's not pleasing to Him. Matter of fact, in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22, uh, Here's what it says, does the Lord, and this is uh, Saul, uh, Solomon, uh, uh, Samuel uh, saying, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings as much as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Now before this, we had seen how imperative it was when God laid out, you know, the tabernacle and all that stuff, all how important and specific He was about all of these offerings, these, offerings, these burnt offerings and all the incense and the oils and all that kind of stuff. And I've, I, you know, I'll confess I've never fully understand all of that, but all it, what it does continue to point to, because we see the story of the whole Bible, is God redeeming us. God reaching back to say, I want you to get out of whatever sleep and slumber did to understand what real life is. And you may be happy uh, with... Uh, uh, fake mashed potatoes, but once you get the real thing, you're going to know what real life is. Uh, I've still never got over my love for you know just the box macaroni and cheese, you know. But I, and my my wife does not appreciate that because she makes the real stuff. Okay, but he's going. Hey, here's the deal. 
It, it, it's, not, it's not that stuff. He says, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings as much as in obeying the voice of the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice and to heed is better than the fat of rams. So he's saying, you know, just look to me. Look to me because I am life. I, I am the ultimate life. Now what's going on here? We're in the world of dying that God's calling us to the world of the living. We are created for an eternity with Him. But we need to respond to what it is that He is revealing to us. So, see, all of that other stuff, you know, as far as performance, this, trying to do good, be nice, all that kind of stuff. I mean, those are good things. But those are all works of the flesh. And those works of the flesh, there's some good works of the flesh, and then there's just some stinky, offensive things of the flesh. It's just self-led living. It's just me doing what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it. And even if I make some type, some sacrifices, I'm just deferring so that I can ultimately get what I want to do. It's flesh. And the Bible helps us to understand that flesh, self-led living, results in death. So it's, it's none of that stuff. But, but what we see as, to God as a, a super smeller, is the fragrance that is good for Him. It's Jesus and the sacrifice that He has made. What is pleasing to God is Jesus. Matter of fact, Ephesians 5.2 tells us, you know, that this, Paul says that the, the sacrifice that Jesus made is pleasing, a pleasing aroma to God. So that, that gives us a little bit of insight as far as what aromas and what fragrance that comes through our life really will be pleasing to God. And, and so here's the question. What fragrance is coming from your life? See, ultimately it's going to be the fragrance of Jesus or it's going to be the fragrance of the flesh or the fragrance of the world. What's emitting from your life? And what Paul says there in, in, in verse, uh, verse 14 he says, but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal possession in Christ and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of Him. Everywhere. It just permeates. What fragrance is coming from your life? I ask the Lord that this morning. I say, Lord, you know, what fragrance is coming from my life? And then allow Him to reveal that to you. Secondly, well, how do I get it? You know, if you're going, ah, I don't know. I mean, you know, when it comes to, to helping people to understand God or helping people to find truth or whatever, the uh, life in Jesus Christ, how do, I, how do I get that? Well, ultimately, we get it when we come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. But it's not something that, you know, that, you know, we can just, even as followers of Christ, we just don't get something, spray it on, you know. Have you ever, have you ever tried to, you know... Uh, have an old garment that, you, you, that you've already worn, you go, ah, oh, I don't have anything clean. You kind of try to spray something on it to kind of keep it from stinking too bad. And it just, it just finally comes through. Here's it, the stank finally comes through. That's just unfortunately the way it is. And it's not something that we can just put on ourselves. How do I get it? Verse 14, who always leads us into triumphal possession. Yeah, let me just give us a couple of things that I think is important for us in, in this day and time. You know, as we, as, as, as I look, it has been the tendency of my life and as I look at Christianity and uh, just people in church today in America, 
it seems that there's such a profound tendency and, and it, uh, uh, for us to, to hear the words Jesus, you know, when he went and said, you know, to his disciples, follow me, follow me. That so much today, because of, of, of just the affluence and, 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 the, and the world in which we live in and, and having comfort and all of this kind of stuff, that so much today, it's almost as if we're going, Jesus, hey, follow me. Fo- follow me. And it's like, I, think about it. I've got plans. Okay, I want to do this. I want to work there. I want to go here. I want to have this right here. And, and, and I want to do something for God. Hey, God, Jesus, follow me. Would you bless, would you bless this, uh, this business pursuit? Would you follow me? And we've just got it backwards. Listen, Satan is a liar. He is a liar. And, there, and, and, and even in our flesh, and the Bible says that we need to put to death the things of the flesh because if we could follow that, we're going to fall into the trap of, of this consumeristic Christianity and just going, hey, hey, but that's not at all the way that God operates. I think this particular passage kind of gives us some insight as far as how do we get this? How do we truly permeate and diffuse the fragrance of Jesus Christ? It's not by living by rules. It's not by having a bunch of principles. And it's not even a lifestyle, even though the, the, those are involved in that. But it's here Paul is referring to something that the people in, in, in Corinth uh, would be very, uh, very aware, aware of. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal possession in Christ and through us spreads the fragrance everywhere. So most of you know what he's picturing there is not a ticker tape parade, but you know it is the parade, the procession of a conquering general. And uh, here in, in Rome that was a big, big deal. And there, there were some prerequisites behind that. If you look, at the, you had to do it on foreign soil. You had to be able to uh, add to Rome and the expansion of Rome and all that kind of stuff. And you had to like have killed at least, you know, some uh, scholars say 5,000 in order to be given a, a procession or parade in this way. But what would happen is, is that once that general, that commanding officer, you know, was victorious and there was a parade given from them, there was just so much hoopla. You know, so whatever, whatever Super Bowl, you know, winter parades or anything like I mean, this supersedes that. It was a big, big deal. And in this parade, you had the conquering general and, um, uh, and, and along with him were, were his soldiers and also uh, attached to this procession were those leaders that were conquered. And uh, before and after them would be some priests that would have these incense, you know, these pleasant fragrances and stuff like that just going, and there would just be this big hoopla, big celebration. And so what Paul is, is, is picturing here, he says, but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal possession. Now, in the, again, in the verses before that, 
Paul was kind of agonizing. He was a little bit, he was distraught. He's saying he was just dishadowed in his spirit. And, and while God had opened a door in Troas, he was, he, was, he was very concerned about what was going on in Corinth right here. And, and really what he's saying is there are times of, to where we are maybe depressed or frustrated or uh, pressured or we feel attacked, uh, we feel overwhelmed, whatever the case may be, then Paul just hits the pause button right there and he comes to this 14th verse. He says no matter what's going on, no matter what tragedy, no matter what concerns are going on, but thanks be to God who always... But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ. I think one of the things that that Paul is kind of pointing out to us here is that the way we get it is by being led. Now, a lot of a lot of if you look at that picture of what Paul is talking about this triumphal procession in the conquering general. It's not Paul that's riding in the chariot. You know, he doesn't, that's not where he sees himself. Matter of fact, it's Paul that sees himself as being led. Even being led as one who's been conquered. Paul going, yay God for conquering me because I was heading down this way. I was adamant that this was right. This was true. This is what was important. And yet, he had surrendered his life. God conquered him. Now what happened in this particular Roman tradition was that once they had that big parade and those uh, those that had been taken captive, they'd take them and for many, if not most, they'd put them to death after, after the procession was over, after the parade was over. But instead, Paul sees himself as not one uh, who's going to be put to death, but who is now being led by Christ, the conqueror, and that would give him eternal life and glory. So, a little twist on that. So, how do we get it? Here's how we get it, by being led. It's not us being the leader. It's not us going, God, I've got these ideas. You know, would you fit into my agenda? But being very careful to go, Lord, wait a minute. Is my life a led life? Am I being led by you, by your Holy Spirit? Or by something else? Um, somehow or another, you know, because of all the activity last weekend, uh, with the, with the other kids and them being a part of the, which was nice. They, they were a part of their brother's wedding. Nice. Uh, but we got all three dogs. We don't have dogs. So, but we got all, so we had three dog nights. Not, not three dog night. We had three dog nights. So we had Keller and we had Mason and, uh, we had Ryder. So those are, but, uh, Bo's dog Keller, and some of you know Keller, you've met Keller. Some of you have Keller's hair on you right now, ladies, right now. You know, because you've worn what you're wearing now at my house. And I don't care how many times you watch it, you know how dog hair is. Um, so, but Keller uh, has a reputation. He's probably one of the most codependent dogs, you know, uh, you know, I've ever met. And what Keller does is like, you know, if you like are sitting there on the couch, he comes and he just he wants to be paid and he'll paw you, you know, he's paw. Oh, you get up and go to the kitchen, he comes into the kitchen. You know, you go back to your bedroom, he comes in the bathroom, and you know, after a while it's just like 
you know, and so he has a reputation. But let me, let me just say this. What a beautiful picture of what God wants us to understand as far as being dependent on Him. He is our Lord and He is our Savior. Keller's going, to be, Keller's going, I want to be where you are. Do you want to be where Jesus is? And, and so some of us, we've got to just say, Lord, you know, actually, I'm thankful for the salvation thing, but there's some stuff going on out there in this world that I'm liking. And allow His Holy Spirit to kind of reveal the truth about that because Paul in Romans says in 12, he says, don't be conformed to this world. I need you to get over. I need you to get over these, these fake taters and I need you to come to know what real life is all about. Uh, it's a lead life. So here's the question. Have you surrendered your life, your agenda, to Jesus Christ? Have you come to the place where you've acknowledged, I am a sinner. You know, I have sinned and I've fallen short of the glory. Yeah, yep. Yeah, and it's offensive to you. It's offensive to you. But thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ, I can know life. Have you surrendered to Him? So we get, we get that potency by just being led, being in the processional, being led. Boy, that incense, just, it, just, it starts getting all over you. But here's another deal. How do I get it? It's, it's just by sitting in it, by abiding, which we, we talked about a year ago, spent a long time. We, you get this potency, this fragrance, just by sitting in it. Um, Last week when Rachel came home, uh, well, since there was going to be a lot going on, a lot of people to feed, man, I was out on the green egg and I had that thing just smoking. I mean, I had that thing and I was cooking all kind of stuff on the green egg. And then Rachel got home and she said, Daddy, you smell like barbecue. And I said, yeah, because I've been out there cooking, you know, for hours, you know, and I was sitting on the back porch and I, and I just, you know, I just smelled like barbecue. I smelled like smoke. Why? Because I was sitting in it. I, I, I was there. Now, um, in, in, in Psalm 1, just real quick, Psalm 1, you don't have to turn there, but let me, let me just read this for you. It says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. So he's saying, sit in it. Stand in it. Abide in it. What are you sitting in? What are you standing in? What are you staying in? Yeah, we've got to go to work. Yeah, we've got to live life. But, but are you living in the presence of Christ? Back in the, uh, Exodus, and we'll do this real quick. In Exodus chapter 29, we see all this stuff about the tabernacle. Now, again, there's a lot of you who could do a better job. I've known people who would take, you know, the tabernacle and the model of it and they'd point out all the different types, you know, Christ and what all these different meanings. And I've never fully understand all that. All I can say is I do know this. You know, I know that it's a picture of Christ and, and it points us to Christ because God is always pointing to Jesus. But in, in, uh, in Exodus chapter 29, a couple of passages, verse 15, um, He's talking here as far as the you know the the tabernacle and the consecration of the priest and all that all the all the details that God and God is very specific about this. 
Uh, in, in verse 15, he says, Take one of the rams and Aaron and his sons and lay hands on its head, slaughter it and take the blood and sprinkle it against the altar on all sides, cut the ram into pieces and wash the inner parts and legs, putting them uh, with the head and the other pieces and then burn the entire ram on the altar. It is a burnt offering to the Lord, a pleasing aroma, an offering made to the Lord by fire. Alright, so again... This is God saying, this is what's pleasing to me. This is, what, this is what I would have you to do in order to be in right standing with me in, in the Old Testament as far as the, uh, the tabernacle. But it's very detailed and very specific. But he said, this is a pleasing aroma to me. God's the super smeller. We can say, well, God, I'm doing this. I was trying to be nice to them. I'm, I stopped doing this. And he's going... You're missing it because I'm very specific about what's pleasing to me. Uh, over in verse uh, chapter thirty, turn in chapter thirty. They're talking about the altar of incense, and uh, then he's talking about the anointing oil. Uh, I'm just going to read through this real quick. Uh, and, and again, he's very specific. Then the Lord said to Moses, "Take the following fine spices: five hundred shekels of liquid myrrh, uh, half as much of that." Uh, fragrant cinnamon, 250 shekels of fragrant cane, 500 shekels of cassia, all according to the uh, sanctuary shekel, and a hen of olive oil. Make uh, <clears throat> these into a sacred anointing oil, a fragrant blend, uh, the work of a perfumer. It will be the sacred anointing oil. Then use it to anoint the tent of meeting, the ark of the testimony, the table and all its articles, the lampstand and its accessories, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offerings, and all of its utensils and the basin with its stand. You shall consecrate them so they will be most holy and whatever touches them will be holy. Anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them so they may serve me as priests. So here's a picture. He's saying, I want you to take this as special. This is very specific. God is very specific about what is pleasing to him. He said, take all this and work it together and then I want you to anoint everything. You know, I, I want you to anoint the tent, the altar, the utensils. You know, I want you to anoint everything. Here's the picture. You couldn't go in there without just absorbing, you know, you know this fragrance. You know, it's just inhaling the fragrance. You, there's no way you you could do that. And here's a, and, and, and it, again, it points to this. How do we get it? It's by being with Jesus. I mean, you can go study the Bible, pray, all that kind of stuff. But are you are you seeking to know Jesus? I think it's a beautiful picture here that you know you can't spend time with Jesus, the Author and the Perfecter of faith, without smelling like without having that fragrance that just erupts. Paul says here, this is what we are. He says, we are the fragrance of Christ to God. First and foremost, to God. Not to, not, not, not to others. No, but our, our first deal is God is my life pleasing to you? Am, am I responding to you? Am I seeking you? And he's going, you smell of Jesus? Check. Jesus? My son? Oh yeah. What do you smell like? 
You know, and I'm kind of busy. No, no, no. This is this is all. This is this is God's. What's on God's heart? How do we get it? It's by body, by being led by Him, not by anything else, not by the flesh, not by the world, but by being led by Him, by sitting with Him. What does it matter? What does it matter? He says in verse 15, For we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To one, we are the smell of death. To the other, the fragrance of life. What does it matter? God is on a redemptive saving mission. God, God's heart is that, that we would come to know Him and to know the truth about Him. And to have a relationship with Him. And he says once we, we, we come into a relationship with Him, he says that we are that fragrance of Christ that God wants to get out. And the, the, to, to all, that He would have all know. Some, it's going to be a fragrance of life. They're, they're going to hear this, this, this truth that, hey, Jesus loves me, this I know. They're going to be at a place because of God's work in their life to where the fact that Jesus is our King, that Jesus is our forgiver, that Jesus is our high priest that allows us to go boldly through the throne of grace, that God is not at a distance. I mean, everything that Jesus has made available to us is going to be, it's going to be a fragrance of life to those that are being saved. But it says, for some, it's going to be a fragrance of death. That's the good news, bad news. Here's the deal, guys. And, and we just need to embrace this reality that as followers of Jesus Christ, the message and the fragrance of our lives divides the world. It is divisive. It is divisive. And for you know us people pleasers, you know, we just got to get over that and know that there are going to be there are going to be people that are offended by the fragrance of Jesus in your life. They're going to be offended by that. And God says right here, that's okay. Now, stop doing your fleshly stuff and offending people. But if you're going to offend people, let my fragrance be that which offends them. And as, a, as the church of Jesus Christ, we are the fragrance, the bride of Christ. You know, the, the, His Spirit blows through. You know, we get, get, get used to that. Get, get used to that. Get ready for that. But also know that it, that is essential in order for it to be the fragrance of life to those that are being saved. We can't know that. We just got. We just got to let sit with Jesus, be led by Jesus, and let that fragrance just uh, uh, be diffused through our life in such a way that He brings life and hope and healing. This past week, we know that we were praying for a family for a young man who took his life. Ah, oh, life is real. And there's going to be ongoing ministry that's needed there. 
just a couple of days ago just found out, you know, of, a, of one of our elders' mom who uh, found out they got a mass, you know, on a colon, and it's invasive. You know, it's life. Uh, there's a young man that just living his life that you know just thought, hey, I've got it. I'm on top of the world, and 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 God in in his life's going, hey, no, that's not life. But that that leads to destruction every single day. And God just wants to blow through His Spirit in us this fragrance of His life. He, Paul asks a question in closing. He goes, "Who, who can, who's equal to doing this? Who's equal to being that?" And the same question that Moses asked. It's not me, and it's not you, but it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. We are the fragrance of Christ. Let it rise for God's glory. Would you pray with me, Father God? Thank You for this day and this opportunity for us to come before You. And Lord, I just ask that right now that through Your Holy Spirit that You would just help us to... that You would examine our lives to see where we are. And that for some of us... Ah, and it's especially true, Lord, we know whenever we're squeezed, that means more and more fragrance comes out. Lord, we just ask for Your grace. And we ask for the humility to receive the life that you want to give to us. With your heads bowed. If you're honest, some of you, you know, as, you, as you're thinking about this, and as I reflect on it, you're going, man, I don't know. I don't know how good I'm smelling. I mean, uh, I've had some stuff happen, and, and what came out of me was it, it was not the fragrance of Jesus, it was more of the stench of the flesh. Again, be careful because the evil one want to bring condemnation. But here's the key. You're going, God, will I ever get there? Will I, can, can I be what it is that you wanted me to be? And he says, yeah, you can through me. But here, here's the, deal, the issue. If you're struggling right now because you're going, I don't know, I'm just, I feel the conviction of God's Spirit and I've just not been that fragrance. As a matter of fact, I've been so preoccupied with myself and my life and my stuff that I don't even care about being in that triumphal possession. And today the Holy Spirit's coming in and He's just tapping on your door. And you're wrestling with that. And you may be going, has God given up on me? Is He going to give up on me? But here, here's the deal. You know, not if you haven't made peace with it. If you haven't made peace with the fact that you know that there there are some things that God is wanting to work on in your life now. Just surrender them. And ask Him to blow fresh into your life and to fill you with the presence and the fragrance of Jesus Christ. Today, if you've never trusted Him, He's Jesus, in His great love for you, is inviting you to come and to surrender your life to Him and to experience life and life eternal. Believer, pray that God would fill you with His presence. Be led by Him. Sit with Him. Pray that we as this bride, that His Spirit would blow through us so that the fragrance of Jesus and the life of Jesus would just permeate and be diffused throughout our community and those that we meet.
God be glorified, we pray. And through this day, may we be the sweet aroma to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask our guys if they would come forward as we close our service today. Perhaps uh, just don't disengage at this moment, but allow the Spirit just to reveal to you what response He is calling you to make. Maybe it's a prayer. Just to say, God, I need to wrestle with this. Whatever it may be, allow Him to do that. It's also an opportunity for us to worship through our tithes and offerings. So let's just give Him our praise. Let's pray. Father, we do ask Your blessings on this time. Ask that, Lord, that You continue to draw us into Your sweet, sweet presence, that we may experience Your life and Your love. But also, Lord, we ask that You would bless these offerings all for Your glory and advancement of Your kingdom. Lord, we make it our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you'll find links to our social media accounts. We gather every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Tune in next week.